Welcome to Keeping Up With The Nerds podcast, our weekly show where we discuss all the nerdy news bits and breaking news, starring Nick Valero, Renee Bravo, and me, Brian Quevedo. You can find us on YouTube at Keeping Up With The Nerds or our website, keepingupwiththenerds.com. Check out our description for more information, and don't forget to rate the show if you like what you heard. Now, on with the show. Recording at 12920 Philadelphia Street, Whittier, California at Undercity Comics. Keeping up with the nerds presents issue number 180. My name is Eric. This is Brian. Renee. And welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Eric. Yet didn't mess up the intro. No, I tried. Great, dude. No, yeah. you you tried. You, like you delivered. <laughs> you delivered. That was all my effort. We clicked on Amazon Prime delivery and he said two day delivery. Nah, fam. We're doing one. We're doing one. You're going to get it next night. That is it. For free. For free. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I get shocked at that sometimes where I'll order something and it'll be like the same day. Really? Yeah. Oh, um, that happens. Yeah. But more recently, Amazon's kind of been screaming over where I'm like, two-day shipping? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, your package is late. It's delayed. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> then what's the point of it? <laughs> no. I've, I've noticed that when it comes to certain items, so if you buy something over $100, they will send it to you that day. Yeah. Or if you buy something that's very, like not, not like medicine per se, but I was I bought my dog um, vitamins, uh-huh. so for her for her um, food, so you just sprinkle it in her food and she's good like that. It was like okay, we'll send it to you the next the same day later tonight. Mm-hmm. I was like oh okay, that's cool. They know that I think how bad you might need it. Yeah, there's certain things I know. On a positive note, mm-hmm. uh, do you have Amazon Prime at all or no? I do. You do. Yeah. So I think you'd be surprised. There's some people that are like hard pressed. I'm like, I don't have Amazon Prime. I would never. Uh, They added a feature for Christmas where you can thank your delivery driver and tip him five bucks. Yeah. I think I've heard that through my Alexa. Yeah. Thank your delivery driver. I think I've heard that. And it's a $5 tip. They better tell you it's a $5 tip. I mean, I don't mind it. But Alexa better not be like, you can thank your delivery driver. It's like, thanks, dude. Thanks, dude. Thanks, dude. 15 bucks right there. What? What? Yeah. (laughs) The default is like $100. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no that's good i mean it's 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 tough i can imagine you know especially in the holiday season like everyone's yeah. expecting deliveries to be dropped off before christmas so yeah why not what's five dollars peak, peak yeah. season i have a lot of guys that work for other companies i have one guy who works for uh, fedex and he's like uh, it's crazy oh yeah no he goes i had to work overtime like he usually shows up on wednesdays but he had to show up a day late because work was just hectic if there are any delivery drivers out there, be it USPS, mm-hmm. UPS, FedEx, Amazon. Amazon. What is that other one? DHS? Oh, yeah. Is that still a thing? I don't know. Is it? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> my Uncle Mark works at UPS, so shout out to my Uncle Mark. There you hey, go. Hey, Thank hey, you hey, all. Man. Thank yes. you for for taking the time to deliver packages You guys safely. are the true heroes. Yes. Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Spitter Santa Claus right yeah, there. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, oh, before we get into uh, some conversations and stuff, keep it up with the nerds.com for all the updated information. Check out our socials, Instagram, Facebook, x.com. Check out our YouTube channel. That's where you guys can find the skits. Mm-hmm. And you can see our beautiful guest, Eric, here. Oh, uh, on issue 180. Mm-hmm. Uh, keeping up with the nerds. No, youtube.com slash keeping up with the nerds. Mm-hmm. And then check out our audio platforms. Don't be a Nick. Don't be driving around watching YouTube videos and other mm-hmm. episodes on Netflix and stuff. Be safe. I feel like you can't say that because he's not here to defend himself. He's he did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hang on. Okay, to be fair, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Nick for a second. Okay. It's just because you're not cool enough. 
Oh, yeah, because it's cool. Only cool people know how to drive and watch and watch videos and stuff. There you go. That's a spot on impression. There you go. See? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but listen to us on our audio platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podbean. Soon to be YouTube Music, hopefully. I'm going to try to figure it out by the end of the year. Um, but what was the thing I was going to talk about? What did I forget? Oh, okay. So we just had Christmas so happen. Notes right here. No, those are comic strip notes. No, don't do it. That's what I need in the next couple of minutes. Spirit of Christmas. Let's talk about that for a second. Christmas just happened. It was what? As of releasing this episode two days? Yeah. Two days ago? Mm-hmm. 25th, right? Mm-hmm. I'm Hispanic, so technically I celebrated the 23rd. 24th. 24th, yeah. Right? So it's three days ago. God, that's one good thing about being Mexican. What? You get two Christmases? No, you get to celebrate early. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Do you do that or no? No, and I, I didn't uh, realize that uh, Hispanics do that until my girlfriend actually told me. Really? Hispanic. Oh, yeah. really? Uh, yeah. I, I thought they celebrated it the same, you know, no, Christmas Day. No, it's a, it's like basically like we try to get everyone in your family uh, there on Christmas Eve, and it's the only time everyone's there. So we kind of wait. My family, this is my family used to do. We used to wait closest to midnight, mm-hmm. and it'd be Christmas Day and technically Christmas morning. So we would open our presents at that time. Because that by because by that time everyone just wants to stick, go home, sleep, stay asleep, and we don't want to stay at each other's houses and stuff like that. Yeah, no. Um, it's it's what is it like? Christmas Eve is when everyone gathers together. Yeah, you open up your presents at midnight, mm-hmm. and then you pass out closer to like three p three a.m. After going oh, wow. to a tamale. Oh, after you overload on <laughs> carbs. Yeah. Basically, pass out, mm-hmm. and then Christmas Day is like. Eh. Here's a here's a tamale with an egg. That's breakfast. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Question for you guys. Yeah. All right. At any point in your childhood, mm-hmm. did you guys actually believe in Santa? No, because my parents always asked me what I wanted for Christmas. Really? Yeah. They kind of like took that part of that, took that childhood away from me. Like, All right. They're just like, oh, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, I want this, that, and that. Like, okay. That's, That's it. it. All right. Plus, I lived in an apartment, so I didn't have a chimney. Dude, he goes anywhere, dude. I know. Open it. It. <laughs> he figures it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Eric? I did. Yeah? And then I, I used to like wait up for him to try to catch him. Okay. And then when I realized like I would never catch him, I kind of got the hint. You're like, was, yeah. well, maybe he got, doesn't exist. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you can move the mic closer, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mike's your friend. Mm-hmm. It's it's your buddy. You All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give you guys a little story. So at 30 years of age, mm-hmm. I still believe he exists. Like 100%. the spirit of I think that there is a spirit out there, Uh and I have – there is proof in something that happened to me that makes me believe because I swear to you it happened this way. Mm -hmm. So I did the exact same thing you did, which is I would stay up and look over the chimney because this was like – I think it was like in fifth or sixth grade. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? This is the year. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to make sure that he's real or not Mm -hmm. because I know for a fact – that whatever he's going to leave behind is going to be on the tree, which is in the corner of the house, yeah. or he's going to leave it in the stocking. So I remember I fell asleep on the couch. I was laying in bed, and I kept looking at the chimney, and I had my feet facing. So my my face was looking at the chimney the entire time, so I would not miss him. Mm-hmm. Me being stupid, I decided to rotate and put my head back. So mm-hmm. I was now facing back from the chimney. Yeah, And I was like, you know what? It was, I was playing Pokemon. I think it was like playing Pokemon sapphire at the time and i was just like chilling there on my game boy sp and then i hear a and i turn around real quick and sure enough in the stocking was an rc car that radio shack used to sell that you can like fix the like mm-hmm. little tires and like change like the the chassis of the car and everything mm-hmm. and i'm like 
my parents were asleep. Mm-hmm. No one else was in the living room besides me. Mm-hmm. Couldn't figure out how I got in there. Wow. And I swear to you, I had checked everything. Nothing. I bet you if Neil deGrasse Tyson was here, he's like, well, it's called a portal. You were magically transported yeah. to a different dimension. Yeah. When you flipped around your couch. You brought back something with you. <laughs> it was an RC toy. <laughs> so listen, listen, yeah. listen. Even at yeah. 30 years of age, mm-hmm. I still believe. All right. You can tell me I'm wrong. You can say anything, but I know what I saw and I know what I heard. Mm-hmm. All right. Make fun of me for that. I don't care. Oh, we will. Later, dude, I'm I'm down. I think I, like when I have kids, I'm probably gonna start planting traps. Figure this out myself. <laughs> right. It'll be a whole violent night situation too. <laughs> Home, alone. <laughs> Home alone and violent night yeah. mixed together, dude. I'm down for that. <laughs> um, but anything else new with you guys? No. Any updates? No store updates. No. Eric, what's new with you, man? Ever since Whittier Comic Fest uh, ended, just gearing up for the next one. Gearing up oh, for the yeah, next yeah, one. Just gearing up for the next just, one. Just I guess for the listeners slash viewers, like. Uh, how how did it go with your first one? It went really well. Yeah, I, I was r- really really happy with how it went. Yeah, it was a good turnout. Yeah, I yeah. think we estimated uh, around four hundred people showed up in mm-hmm. total. Mm-hmm. Just a consistent flow of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't really slow down until like the last thirty minutes or so. Yeah, it's pretty good. So I mean, I'm I'm really really grateful. Mm-hmm. It definitely shows that there's a demand. You had some great um, like artist booths that were selling great stickers and stuff. I bought some stickers for my own oh, yeah. and stuff. And then you bought uh, something from Wham. What was it? Um, so Wham Stam. Wham Stam. Yeah. Uh, they were selling these like um, displays that you can put like comic book. Uh, what is it called when you the slabs? Them? The slabs. Yeah. You can put them on there. And so they were pretty cool because you could switch out the magnet pieces on the front so you can put like different things. Mm-hmm. And I saw that he was selling miniature ones for card holders. But I'm like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed my phone. I'm like, this could be a phone stand because I've been looking for a phone stand mm-hmm. for work. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you can totally use it for a phone stand because mm-hmm. there's nothing else and the magnet's not going to ruin anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that's pretty dope. So I had asked him um, if he had because he sold it for 15 bucks mm-hmm. and with two magnets. And I wanted the Pokemon one alongside uh, the Amazing Spider-Man one Mm because it was a pretty cool, like, rendition of the Amazing Spider-Man logo that you see in the comic books. And he was just like, oh, yeah, we uh, I'm actually making them as we as we speak. I didn't have time to do them for Whittier Comic Fest. Mm -hmm. But if you give me your address, I can mail you it afterwards. Mm -hmm. Just take the one you want right now and the the magnet that you want and I'll deliver it afterwards. I'll mail it afterwards. I'm like, okay, that's dope. Dude spent literally like a week. Like maybe less than that mm-hmm. uh, and pretty much delivered it. And am I surprised? He sent me not only the Amazing Spider-Man magnet, he sent me a Venom one mm-hmm. as well and a patch and a sticker. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That dude was dope, dude. Yeah, it yeah. was really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was very nice. I, I tried my best to kind of interact with all the vendors there. Uh-huh. And he, he really did stand out to me. He was very, yeah, yeah. very kind. Yeah. Were you the one that hand picked every vendor and artist that was there? Um, the artists that were lined up in the middle, yes. Okay. But um, the vendors that were actually there, they just applied. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, I I tried to keep it as diverse as possible, Mm but um, yeah, I I, I was very grateful with all of the vendors who did apply. We got a lot of like Mm -hmm. indie creators that just wanted to showcase their their work. We had a lot of dealers, like, you know, toy collectors, Mm -hmm. comic dealers, so... Yeah, no, it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. We turnout. mentioned it. Yeah, it was it was it was a great turnout. Really good turnout. We mentioned it in issue one seventy seven. I think mm-hmm. is when we were talking about it. Yeah, when we did it at LA Comic Con and one seventy seven or one seventy eight. We were talking about how there was so much diversity in Whittier Comic Fest compared to like LA Comic Con. Yeah, because LA Comic Con had like 
it, either four or five booths had like the same thing. Yeah. And at least with Comic Fest, you, you looked around and it was something new. Yeah. Or something, a different spin on something and stuff as well, too. There was even a great artist that did like a chunky version of Batman Beyond. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, I want to get that. But then I, I was like, I already kind of spent a good amount of money getting, because I got these type of stickers from this oh, artist. I love that. Yeah. I got Batman and I got my girlfriend, Wanda, uh, Wanda and uh, Vision. And then I got a Yu-Gi-Oh one, so I got so those it was a pretty good price for those ones, but it's not too bad. I'm like I'm not complaining about the price, but I was like, yeah, I already invested in something. Oh, I was like looking for my water bottle. <laughs> oh, it's like one of the stickers here was made by one of the artists as well. I think it was oh, the yeah. same one that did the Batman one. Mm-hmm. Is this it one. Blinkies? I think it's. I think it might, might be. be yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's Charmander that my wife bought. It was for a me. good. Yeah, it was a good. Um, good sticker too. It's yeah. a good like feel of it. I really like it. I've had this so far. You know, going on, I think like a month now. It's since been roughly a month. Yeah. yeah so and it's there's been there hasn't been any sort of like, no like wear or tear or even like a chipping on the side how some stickers would be. Yeah. Kind of like how like the this one is the SmackDown one. I had to like rip it off because it was the corner was coming undone. No, yeah. but these ones have been pretty good. So I will say, quality. I will say that last year when we covered LA Comic Con, the biggest complaint Nick brought it up, which was a good point. Mm-hmm. It's like how many like vendors were selling pops. Like, I think that's, it, it's still such a huge thing. Pops is like yeah. the biggest thing. And granted, like, you can't really make a one-to-one apples to apples comparison from LA Comic Con to Whittier Comic Fest because the scale is going to be a lot larger for Whittier Com- or LA Comic Con, right? Yeah. But I feel like because it was so much smaller and what you guys did, mm-hmm. it was more intimate. So you got to talk and kind of see the personalities of every vendor and artist that was there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people did have that opportunity as we were recording. We mm-hmm. got to see a lot of people kind of interact with everyone and yeah. be nice and kind of like talk about their businesses and stuff like that. To a degree, it kind of works that way, though, mm-hmm. because if you're trying to sell stuff, you have to show a good face. Yeah. Otherwise, you're a jerk and you're never going to make money. You're never going to sell, right? Yeah. But because of that intimacy, with every interview that we got, yeah. we learned so much about everyone else that was there. Yeah. Um, I think it was you had already left at the time to open up the <laughs> store, but I uh, forget his name. Um, he was a, an artist that was closer to the exit. Uh, so where the entrance was at, the main entrance, he was in the opposite side. Chuck Patton? Not not Chuck Patton. Joe it was, it, not, no, I don't know if it was him. I'm trying to think. Was it it was Dan something? I can't remember. But it's in the compilation video for What Your Comic Fest, because uh, we, we did a small interview with him. But he was talking about how uh DC had an initiative mm-hmm. to bring in like artists and writers for like comic book stories and mm-hmm. stuff. And like he was really getting into it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Oh yeah, I was at New York Comic Con as well, and he had drawn a piece but couldn't like painted in time but he had the sketch for it he's like yeah i sell it as a print as well I'm like this is freaking dope dude mm-hmm. you get to learn more about the artists and the people there mm-hmm. so i we, we stick with what we said that with your comic fest i think was a better a better experience for us mm-hmm. because of the intimacy that we got to experience i appreciate that with yeah. everything yeah mm-hmm. from, from a from a business standpoint i really did have to start off small yeah because let's say like i rented out a venue at Whittier college for example mm-hmm. yeah there's no way I could have filled it up mm-hmm. for the first show just because for a first show, people are kind of skeptical or hesitant to apply. Yeah. Sure. Luckily, I was able to, you know, sell out on this one um, on our vendor spots and had a small wait list of vendors. But because of that skepticism for a first event, I wasn't fully comfortable to just jump into and that's completely a large understandable. venue. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. It, so. Take it slow rather than go big and then maybe 
it's not a good turnout. I can completely understand that mindset you have. Yeah. You free sampled it. Yeah. And it was good. No, <laughs> yeah, and you yeah. know what? It worked out. It did. It really did. And I, you know, it had a lot of people talking when they come in at the shop when I was working that day here at, at um, here at Undercity. Sorry, Mike. Blah. <laughs> and um, I haven't had my energy drink yet, but I'm trying to save that and stuff. Um, but yeah, so it, I, it, it got a lot of fr- uh, friction around here. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad to hear yeah. that. Yeah. It, it's mm-hmm. so, it was interesting. It was very, it was definitely very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, should we talk about more about what your comic fest now? Kind of get that going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah if anything, yeah, cause I'm invested into it. I was going to ask you one more question. Um, how did the city respond to it? Like, Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. How did the, the city at least, you know, cause you have to go through the city of Whittier and stuff yeah. like that. Was there any feedback on their end that they really liked that you organized this whole thing? You know, stuff like that. So initially, when I was, you know, coordinating with uh, the community center in the city, yeah, they were very confused at what the event was. Really? <laughs> yeah, very. Yeah, confused. you know what? Yeah, I, <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna name certain names, but I had some. No, of the, you don't have to. No, no, but but I have some of the like the the chamber of commerce people come in sometimes, and they're yeah. just like. Oh wow! It's stuff like yeah. this is really cool, and I'm like, Derek, you, you, you guys, are you with your yeah? Are you with your kid? I'm born and raised. Yeah. Born and raised. Okay. Yeah. Still living with you. Can you confirm something for me for mm-hmm. listeners? Because mm-hmm. I feel like some people don't understand this. And I'm like, it's kind of a Whittier thing. There's mm-hmm. two things that are definitely a Whittier vibe. One, Whittier tends to think a little too much of itself in certain things. So when they plan events, they think of it as a grand spectacle. <laughs> don't beat me to it. And then it just ends up being a little less than what they expected. I feel like that's one of them. Two, and this isn't anything bad. I'm not like bashing no. on them. It's more of like a what no, do you call you're, it? You're talking. You're, you're speaking from experience. Yes, you, you, you've been a Whittier. Because I love. Yeah, I love this city. You've been living in Uptown for how long? Uh, I lived in Up. Well, I live. I've lived in Whittier. Yeah. Um, basically all my life. I wasn't born in Whittier. I was mm-hmm. born in Silmer. Yeah. That story doesn't make any sense to me. Still, <laughs> my parents don't. <laughs> I was I'll born. Tell you. I was born in Downey, and then moved to La Habra. Okay. Well, yeah. that's not that far. No. But, Side story. Yeah. My mom had insurance that only could be covered in Silmer. Mm-hmm. So when she was in labor with me, she had to drive an hour and a half to Silmer, have me there, then drive me back to L.A. We lived there for three months. She got scared. Mm-hmm. Then they moved into an apartment in Whittier. So like, from there, it was like, yeah. That sounds like Hispanic oh. problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then after yeah. Whittier. I love the city, and I've worked for the city for 10 years. So yeah. like that's, that's the thing, right? So yeah. that's how I see Whittier with events. The other thing that's 100% certain is when they plan an event. Yeah. AKA the tree ceremony. Mm -hmm. They aim to have the grand finale planned a certain way. It never goes the way it does. Not to mention it's an hour of everyone (laughs) talking of like, I am so happy to be part of this whole thing. I am so lucky. And then just another person says the exact same thing. You know, did you go to the tree lighting ceremony at all? I I did not. You didn't. Have you ever been to one in Whittier? Um, not in Whittier. No. Oh, not in Whittier. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So fine. my wife and I went after LA Comic Con, mm-hmm. and we were like, we we always enjoy it. That's the thing is like we loved it when Rick's it, had it. It's your it's it's your guys's tradition. It is. Yeah. And I was I couldn't stop laughing, specifically because then NBC covered it. But uh, did you hear about how there was a power outage during oh, the tree lighting no. ceremony? I didn't hear about that. Yeah. Um, Mayor Henderson, mm-hmm. uh, did the whole thing, the countdown, turns on the light, goes off. Within a second, Mm -hmm. shuts it all down. And then it's because there was a power outage. 
And so my wife and I were laughing. And I'm like, this is kind of the charm that Whittier has is that. <laughs> Nothing goes to plan. <laughs> Nothing goes to plan, yeah. but it's, it's what makes it unique. Yeah, it's what makes it Whittier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I'd much rather be a Whittier kid that has this kind of quirky stuff <laughs> than, I don't know, a neighboring city that doesn't have a quirk to it. You know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of how it is. That's just how I was yeah. born. So, okay, before we, sorry we interrupted you. Oh, no, you. you're good. Um, so you were, <laughs> saying, longer than usual. you were saying that Whittier was confused. <laughs> yeah, they were thing. just a little confused. Mm -hmm. Because they didn't really understand what I was putting on. Okay. They thought it was like a comedy thing. Because it was Comic Fest. <laughs> oh! <Yeah. laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And then once, you I know. Because <laughs> I remember one of the um, employees asked me, so how many people are you expecting? I was like, I have no idea. This yeah. is the very first one. Yeah. So what are you guys planning on doing here? And I was like, it's, it's kind of like a mini like convention, like a mini Comic Con. And then as the event started to unfold and people were starting to come in yeah. and... Um, they saw how engaged uh, the people were mm -hmm. with the artists and the vendors. Yeah, they loved it, which mm -hmm. that's you know, good. Made me super happy. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Better to have that, and then hit them with something good, mm -hmm. because that's kind of a that's kind of how you're supposed to work with these people, with like with your chamber of commerce and everyone. Yeah, the less they know about something you're able to surprise them a lot better when that's it true. actually does happen, right? That's true. Yeah. And it, that's good. So great response from them. And they were extremely helpful, like above good. and beyond oh, that's helpful. that's great. Okay. Which I was extremely grateful for. And even some of the um, of the employees that chose to work, you know, that event mm -hmm. to help us out said that, you know, they were just psyched to even be there because they, they could recognize some of the artists that were there. Mm -hmm. A lot of people recognized Ricky Simmons, the mm. voice of Gurr. He was like a big, a big <laughs> name, the big yeah. draw. So. Yeah. Sarah freaked out. Really? Oh yeah, she, she was. Did? Yeah, she That's was funny. freaking like I, she didn't cry. I think, but she was like super excited to meet. She had him. a moment. She had yeah. a moment. Yeah. Gur is her favorite character from Invader Zim. Uh, oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. It was really cool. I never cared for Invader Zim. I guess mostly because yeah. an ex liked it, so I was like, all right, I hate it. That's fine. It's fine. Oh man, it no, but. It, that's good to that's good to hear that the Whittier had a positive response and then my Whittier was a sponsor for it as well right yeah and he's amazing yeah, yeah. I, I, he does great he he uh there was he didn't know if he was going to be able to make it or not uh, so when i saw him there i was super psyched to see yeah. him and, and he posted a video to support it yeah he was you, nothing but supportive the whole way through same yeah. as you guys like, we were <laughs> so we got there early morning right yeah we got there early and yeah. as we were walking out because I had to give him right to, yeah. right here. We covered a lot of stuff already within the time that we got. Yeah, so we were, wa we're walking out. He's walking in. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, like already got this honey pot, man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but he did a good job on his videos. He was advertising as well too. Yeah. If you want something advertised through social media, he is the guy to call. Especially, you know, mm -hmm. within Whittier. That's the thing. He, he was yeah. a tremendous help. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm hoping to work with him again in the future. He's yeah. For the next one. A great dude. Yeah. Yeah. Great dude. No, yeah. That's someone yeah. you definitely need on your side. So yeah. you keep mentioning for the next one. What does that mean, Eric? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, what, are, you, what are you implying, dude? Are, so, you, are you able to talk about this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If it's cool with you guys, I'd love to share the date. Well, Go for it. We're not going <laughs> to stop you. No, Go ahead. Yes. Mike, turn off the mics. Turn off the mics. <laughs> it's, just, it's just him. Put him, put him on. Right. So <laughs> June eighth, twenty twenty four is going to be the second Whittier oh. Comic Fest. Uh, yes. Sorry, say that again. June eighth, twenty twenty four. So one yes. more time, but louder. <laughs> June eighth, twenty twenty four. All right, guys, hear it here. June eighth, twenty twenty four. Not twenty twenty three. Uh, is it going to be at the um, the Whittier Community Center again? 
Yes, okay. I don't want to. I don't want to speak too soon, but that might be my final time hosting at the community center before I try to shoot for a bigger venue here in Whittier. That's Knock understandable. Yeah. yeah, because like I said, it's I'm just trying to create a demand, mm-hmm. um, and you know, not just for attendees but for vendors as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because in order for me to make it free admission, the vendors are like the backbone of it. Yeah, yeah. they're the ones that help me afford to be able to put this on. Mm. So I, I think we mentioned it to our past guests. I think that's something Junior would be interested in. And I think the Mesa brothers, the Mesa would, brothers yeah. were definitely like, we have a couple people that we know that have businesses yeah. that would have been interested in doing this. Mm-hmm. But I think because they had plans prior to you announcing it, they weren't able to like accommodate yeah. to it. Cause I think the Mesa brothers were already doing a vending event like a week after. Yeah. It was like somewhere in LA. Yeah. And so they had already spent money there. And then uh, junior, I don't think he knew of it. I don't think junior knew of it. And plus he goes back and forth to uh, Knott's Berry farm a lot too. Yeah. Cause he owns a tattoo tattoo shop, but then also he sells patches, pins and stickers as well too. I think that was a recent interview you guys did. Yeah. 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 He was, he was our, was he your second to last guest? Yes. The second to last guest. Yeah. He did. uh, He's done. Oh, he's done the intercontinental championship right here. I love that. He's done the, Converse one. This is his style. Yeah, I love that. Well, shout out to Junior right there. Yeah, he also did this one. Just show him. Just show him. Okay, I was. I wasn't going to. It's fine. It's fine. No, the joke dies at the end of the year. He did this uh, cake on cake thing too. Yeah, right there. It's not the end of the year yet, so technically it counts. Then we put it rest. Yeah, it's dead. Shoot it. Last. Take it out of the backyard. Shoot it. Do we do all yeller style or do we do? Was it Cujo? Kuja, no, Kuja, Kuja, Kuja knowing, knowing how you hate it so much, Kuja. Yeah, Kuja, Kuja style. There we go. <laughs> um, no, but June eighth, twenty twenty four, convention centers when you uh, where you're gonna have it. That's great because I feel like if you've already done it once, it's gonna be a lot more different now, especially since the summer. That's the thing is that so many, <laughs> not not to not to rag on something that's already dead, but like conventions are kind of like needed in the summer, and E three's gone. Oh, yeah. That's a dead... I'm that's... still recovering from E3. <laughs> I'm so sad about that. Yeah. Did you ever go in person? I went in 2017, and that was by far my favorite expo ever. Really? I really? loved it. I've yeah. never gone. What was, uh, but... what was the big showcase in that? 20... Uh, I remember for me, it was Destiny 2. Oh. Was it? And it, it was Far Cry 5. For, for me. Yeah. Wait, was but... it Far Cry 5? Far Cry 5 is not 2017? Uh, they, they had... Um, they were probably test, announced they, it. They announced it, I believe. Yeah. I, I think it came out in 2018, 2019. Can you look it up, dude? Don't say that. But I, now I feel I older. played the game. You are old. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I played the game at E3 2017. No. But those two games were like on my list for me. Dude, if Far Cry 5 is 2018, 2019... No, Far Cry 5. Yeah. Far, oh. Far, Far Cry is my favorite gaming series. I love Far Cry. I think I played 3 as like that one I did... Oh wait, Far Cry Six is the one that I'm thinking about. Yeah, 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> All right. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I was gonna feel old too if it was Far Cry yeah, Six. Like, no, dude. Yeah. There's no way. Far Cry Six is recent. That one just oh, came yeah, out like a t- year. 2021. Ago. Yeah. 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 Two years. Two years ago. Two years ago. God dang it, dude. Oh my god. Now I feel old again. <laughs> no, I've never gone to E3, but I always looked at E3 as like the like my summer looking forward to yeah. event thing because that's yeah. when all the big trailers came out for video oh, yeah. games and stuff oh, yeah. I but that. it is good to bring it back that Whittier Comic Fest is doing a summer convention because now one Whittier uh, Community Center has AC stays on right yeah. so if you guys are looking to get out of the heat guess what yeah. hopefully, Whittier Comic Fest hopefully we don't get a hot summer my concern for um, mm-hmm. the 18th November 18th the last the very first one was mm-hmm. it was 
when I booked it months prior, it said it wasn't going to rain. Oh, yeah. And then randomly, like a week before, it said it was going to rain. Mm-hmm. Welcome to California. It stressed me out. It, did, <laughs> it stressed it, me out. It didn't really rain that day. It didn't no. rain whatsoever. Yeah, that's crazy. Whatsoever. Because when your college yeah. was doing something and they were they were going to be outside. Oh, Noel kept talking about yeah. it. He was just like, they, we have to move everything from inside or outside to inside. Yeah. We're going to have to minimize vendors. We're going to yeah. have to do this. And then didn't rain. It didn't rain. Yeah. Yeah. No. But thankfully, it didn't rain. And you got the people that you wanted there. Exactly. Yes, I was very grateful. Thing. I'm very, mm-hmm. I'm very mm-hmm. blessed to everybody who, who, you know, gave it a shot, just wanted to stop by. Mm-hmm. I remember, uh, I think Ray Anthony Height, one of the artists that were, that was there mm-hmm. told me that, um, a lot of people approached him and said this was like their first, you know, kind Conven- of convention. Mm-hmm. That's that, really cool. Yeah. Which, you know, excites me about mm-hmm. this. Cause that's, you know, makes it more meaningful for me yeah. to do this work. So yeah, I'm very grateful to to everybody who showed up, including you guys, for covering the event. Thank you. We want to yeah. thank you for allowing us to cover the event, like you know you allowed us to, because yeah. we, like I said, we we covered LA Comic Con the year before. Yeah. That was uh, it, that was an exhausting experience, but I think with the amount of content that we have mm-hmm. because of Whittier Comic Fest, the amount of people that we talked to, one, we improved our interview skills. Mm-hmm. Two, it was great to see something being built up from the ground up. For the first time, mm-hmm. it was very, it was very eye opening, and uh, you know, Renee and I can speak, you know, and say that we're very happy to see Whittier get something like this. Yeah, it was very much needed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and like I said, it's like it's it's right next to Uptown. Yeah, literally two Just blocks. A few, yeah, a few blocks away. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. So, uh, besides the day, do you have anything else planned for Whittier Comic Fest? Anything maybe that you're trying to aim for? Just trying to expand on what we already currently have. Mm-hmm. So, um, merch. I want to start, you know, producing some merchandise, oh, some T-shirts, wow. yeah. um, nice. because I had T-shirts printed, um, you know, just for me, Matt and Angel, the two other guys who helped out that day, yeah. mm-hmm. just so people knew, you know, we were the guys to come up to if you needed anything. Yeah. yeah. And I had a few people come up to me like, mm-hmm. where can I buy that? Yeah. So um, we're definitely going to be producing merch for the next one. Sweet. And um, Rafael Navarro, who we mentioned him last. We actually yeah. we had yeah. we had an interview with him. Uh, yes, yeah, super really chill guy, cool. super awesome. I saw you guys interviewing. Yeah, him. he wants to actually come on the podcast. I think after the new year. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah, so we're trying to. Right now he's in Japan, but we'll try to get him when he comes back. Exactly. And, yeah. and um, he, I spoke with him because just for branding purposes, I would like to produce some sort of um, character. Uh, for marketing like a mascot yeah. yeah like a mascot yeah and oh, i wanted that would him be the to, to person be the one. to do it too yeah, yeah. he's yeah. gonna be the one to design it and so that's so cool um if i was waiting for him to come home from japan we're gonna get yeah. you know lunch maybe somewhere in uptown whittier and just cool, kind of man. chuck up some ideas yeah. if he does you luchador. Do luchador. You yes luchador. i was thinking the same thing i want any a lucha libre you guys have yeah any ideas luchador would be great i think we were we were fangirling uh, about the whole Mucha Lucha thing. Yeah. I was surprised, even after so many years of doing that, yeah. he still wanted to talk he about it. He still talks about it. Yeah. And I'm like, that's freaking Well, he's dope. worked on other stuff as well, too. Yeah. Oh, what was the thing that he's he worked on countless animated series just for the WB? But he the, the project that he had been working on for a while, mm-hmm. it was the um, noir inspired uh, detective series with the Lucha Libre mm-hmm. character. Oh, yeah. Sonambulo, I think. That's yes, what it that's is. Yeah, he yeah. was talking about it. I'm like, dude, this guy that's sells hard. Yeah, him, yeah, that's so great. I, if, if, please, please, <laughs> please work with him with t-shirts. I'd be yeah. first person there. I'd be like, all right, let's get, let's get it, dude. <laughs> that's so cool. That's, that's really great. Merch, that's, that's great. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I got some, you know, um, feedback from people about food vendors. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Um, 
it was it was I won't lie, it was very overwhelming just putting together the first one. Yeah. So now that the foundation's you know laid down, I can keep adding on to it. So I think we we also know a friend that does food, uh, yeah. critical cheese. Oh yeah. yeah. I think uh, well next time we'll let him know that you're you're in the market looking for it because he am. yeah. Because he does he does grilled cheese because <laughs> the community <laughs> the community center has um, a kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I think the the vendor that was near the entrance where the Funko Pops were laid out. Uh-huh. Yeah, That's where yeah. the kitchen is. Uh-huh. And was there food that day? No. Oh, okay. No. I was wondering. I was I'm, like... I'm really going to aim to make sure that there's someone selling food and beverages cool. that day. So, nice. yeah, just expanding, just trying to, you know, fill in those holes that I kind of found along the way. The yeah, first one. We don't want to overwhelm you with people that we know, yeah. but just know that we know people. We're like, we, we'd be more than happy yeah. to like push them your way and be like, hey, if, yeah, you, if you have a hard time finding, so just let us know. Like, not that you, yeah, yeah, not that you didn't have any trouble finding anyone, yeah. but like, you know, we, we got you as well. I appreciate you guys are yeah. the best. I really no, appreciate you're, it. No, you're the best. <laughs> Shut up. Don't say that we're the best. <laughs> we're just, Keanu Reeves in? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're amazing. You're amazing. <laughs> What'd you say to me? You shut your mouth, dude. Don't make me get over there, right? right. Done with that. Don't say I'm amazing. Like you're amazing. I am. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I don't need to be told that. <laughs> um, no, but it's great. I, I I cannot stress enough that Whittier Comic Fest was a success. And yeah. look, I get it. If you guys don't believe us, fine. Then don't believe us right now. Just go check it out when it, it happens again, June 8th of 2024. Yeah. There are socials that you have as well. Yes. So you are anytime promotions. That's, that's the promotion agency that you that you work under right yeah that's, that's yours that's mine and then yeah i guess you could kind of view it as the as the company that's putting on the whittier comic fest yeah cool mm-hmm. yeah. and then whittier comic fest has its own page as well yes mm-hmm. okay and right now you're only on instagram uh yes and that was something i was going to touch on too I, I totally missed that was um starting to promote on different platforms like mm-hmm. maybe uh definitely facebook I want to start promoting on Facebook and um, TikTok, TikTok. TikTok is not bad. Yeah. yeah. TikTok's weird though. So we, we will is, eventually. But be it's Facebook. a great outlet yeah. to, to promote. Shoot yeah. us the links. Shoot us any promotions. Anytime any information comes through, we'll shoot it our way. I yeah. appreciate it. Okay. Guys. Thank we got you. you. Yeah, no problem. That you, way we can you. like push it on both ends. Yeah. It's Whittier. It's Comic Fest. We're the nerds. How can we not cover it? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's just inevitable, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's Whittier Comic Fest for you guys. Uh, Eric, again, thank you for like bringing all that up. Yeah. Thank you for thank being you. on the show. Mm-hmm. You were on issue 172.5. You weren't on a full issue. Mm-hmm. So we brought you on to wrap up basically the first half of year three to be a part of the full issue. Mm-hmm. So you can be a part of the whole nerd culture and be yeah. like, hey, you know what? Let's let's bring him in and show him a little bit of what we do out here. So yeah. today's awesome. issue is not just going to be Whittier Comic Fest talk, yeah. but we have comic strips as well. Mm-hmm. Granted, issue 179 had all the Christmas movies tier list, which you can go check out because it's already released. So we're going to be talking about news that basically had come out the week before. Stuff that I feel like is important to mention. So we're going to discuss that here. And then we'll be talking about a uh, main topic as well, specifically James Gunn, because he's, uh, he's talking a lot on the Internet now. It's getting a little spicy. You don't even know how spicy you got. He actually got pretty spicy. Did you, did you hear anything that James Gunn said today? Or not today, but a couple days back? I saw he announced a few casting. Of, okay. You know, but mm-hmm. other than that, no. Okay. So yeah, it is so in regards to casting. But oh, wow. yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll, 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 we'll get there. But comic strips, the portion of the show where we talk about topics that don't merit a 10 or 15 minute conversation. Mm-hmm. Let me just get right into it. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm ready. Okay, here we go. So let's go ahead and start with this. 
Uh, let's do video game news. Let's get this one out of the way. Are you a fan of The Last of Us? I am. Yeah? Yeah. Both of them? Um, I prefer the first one a little bit more. Okay. But I think the second one's a little underrated. I never, I never okay. played the second one, but never. I watched uh, playthroughs, so I know what happens. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Were you guys excited to see what the multiplayer was going to look like? No. No? Didn't care for it? No. Oh, well, then this doesn't really... Anything multiplayer, <laughs> I just think toxicity. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, I was going to be sad news, guys. But no, apparently you guys don't care. Uh, multiplayer is officially man or canceled. Sweet. It's done. Oh, I think for the first one, though. No? Uh, no, so for... it was supposed to be its own separate thing. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be like a package that was supposed to be included with like The Last of Us oh, 2. Yeah. But uh, Naughty Dog... Who is the, the who are the people that produced The Last of Us? Mm-hmm. Basically, made a statement on. Uh, give me a second. December fifteenth, <laughs> December fifteenth, uh, saying that they have officially canceled production for it. Will not be moving forward. The reason okay. being is because the assets necessary to keep the multiplayer portion alive mm-hmm. would be pulling away from their assets that would require to make them future single player projects. Uh, so they would much rather invest in that than the multiplayer stuff. So, officially dead, no longer a thing, which kind of sucks because it was announced like all the way in 2018, 2019. Yeah. I was about to say. Yeah. yeah. And I remember were... seeing videos of just like of it, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And I think I was thinking about doing it, and then I saw like a video about the bad side of it, and it just looked really bad. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, no, nah, no, I don't need it. It's like Uncharted Live, too. Like, no one really cares. I will say that if nothing negative comes out in the next couple of days, regarding its development Mm -hmm. then they weren't more than 50 percent done i feel like if it's all kind of like this is it it's canceled it's done with and they never touch it on it again Mm -hmm. they probably didn't even have half of it done but if news does come out that this was like more than 80 percent done that's gonna suck yeah from a development perspective because you've worked so many years on it only to basically say like it's canned yeah yeah that's that's dumb but we'll see we'll see what happens Mm -hmm. um are you a fan of the uh, planet of the apes movies uh, no. 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 Well, I feel me, like a noob here. Me, me and Brian are. <laughs> You're not, dude. Trust yeah, me. That's fine. Yeah. It's not a popular enough franchise that a lot of people have really wanted to invest time in. Yeah. Because I know that the classic movies tend to be liked yeah. or not liked. Yeah. But I will say that Renee and I have both talked about this mm-hmm. outside of the podcast as well. We really recommend the first, the the, the new three movies. Yeah. Who was the who directed the first one? Um, I don't know who did the first one, but the last two were done by Matt Reeves, of um, the Batman. What else has Matt Reeves directed? Uh, that's another good question. I forget, dude. On, I really see. recommend them. I forget the order of them. I think it's Rise, Dawn, and Cloverfield. War. He's also done Cloverfield. Cloverfield. Let me in. He's done that one. Never seen Cloverfield. He's done ten Cloverfield. Never. Lane. He did 10 Cloverfield Lane? He did that one, too. Yeah. That he did it alongside J.J. Abrams. Yeah. That wasn't that good. Yeah, but it was still... It was okay. It was okay. you seen the Batman, though, right? I did, yeah. Okay. That, yeah. That, yeah that's... That's all Matt Reeves. That's all... <laughs> that's Matt Reeves' yeah. signature right there, that's dude. That's Matt Reeves' prime right there. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? I will say the Batman mm-hmm. is only as good as it is because of War. Of, of oh, War? War of Planet of the Apes. Oh, okay. Yeah. War of the Planet. So basically, if you know anything about like Planet of the Apes, it's a distant planet where like Mm -hmm. apes rule and like human explorers find it and they get enslaved by like the apes. And so it's this whole ordeal in this new trilogy. It's Earth 
after a pandemic strikes and kills more than half the population. Mm-hmm. But this pandemic, this virus essentially makes the apes smarter. So in Rise, it talks a lot about animal cruelty. And um, who is the which uh, which of the DeFranco brothers is it? The oh, good one. James. Or the bad one. James Franco. James Franco, the bad one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he befriends who basically becomes Caesar and they like talk a lot about animal cruelty and use it for experimentations and stuff. And essentially he lets the apes go after, you know, every ape has basically been injected with this virus and they've become smarter and intelligent. So he directed the uh, rise of planet of the apes, Rupert, Rupert White. White. Yeah. He has done rise of planet of the apes, the gambler with Mark Wahlberg. Okay. Um, he's done cat captive state. I don't know what that is. Uh, I guess he's just uh, done a lot of artsy fartsy films. Artsy, yeah, but I mean, Rise was yeah. pretty much in that mm-hmm. genre. Yeah, it started out like that. Yeah. yeah, and then Dawn and War, it's kind of like the apes rising. And, yeah, and that, it, that's a more straight narrative. Yeah, and Matt Reeves movie. knows how to like make it feel emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, the last movie with War is, I don't want to spoil it, but mm-hmm. there, is, there is imagery, especially in the last scenes of War, mm-hmm. that are very inspired. Like, you can tell that he pulls... That was a signature that helped him make the Batman the way it looked. Mm-hmm. So I really recommend you watch those three movies. But uh, there's going to be a fourth one called Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. There was a trailer that came out about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, but details have surfaced out about this new movie. Mm-hmm. So oh, in order for me to say it, I have to spoil it. No, well, it is. it takes place years after. takes um, place 300 I, years. Yeah, 300 years after War of the Planet of the Apes. So... We're no longer following Caesar. We're following his youngest son, mm-hmm. uh, Cornelius, in his rise of power and stuff like. Or apparently, he does have a kingdom, but he's trying to maintain it. And it's trying to time, basically trying to live under the of uh, his father's shadow and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So that's what most people believe the story was going to follow. Yeah, those weren't the details that were released today. Oh, okay, what or a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. So. 300 years after the last film, which follows Caesar, planned as a new trilogy. So they're not even going to touch anything on the last three movies. This is going to be like completely new. So if people haven't seen the last three movies when this movie comes out, this is like a fresh start for you guys. And then the main character has no idea who Caesar is. Mm -hmm. The whole premise of it, which is kind of because you've seen the new. You you said Star Wars is your favorite franchise, right? Yeah. What do you think of the sequel trilogy? Um. I didn't really like the last two episodes, but the first one I did. Okay. So because the main character in Planet of the Apes or Kingdom won't know who Caesar is, their entire goal is that he's going to learn about the legacy of Caesar and everything he's made as he journeys into this new adventure, which is something that I kind of feel like the sequel trilogy should have done. And I feel like that's kind of it was like it was downfall because granted you got to follow a new character mm-hmm. with Ray yeah. and uh, what's his name? Finn. Finn. Yeah. Yeah. And Poe, right? But then you had legacy characters kind of hold their hand throughout their entire adventure, so they didn't really get to learn. They were just kind of force fed all this information. Yeah. So it is interesting to see that you're not going to really fall back on this legacy of the first three movies. And kind of let these characters learn alongside you if you've never even seen the movies. I'm interested in this one because it's direct. This one's directed by Wes Ball, and he did the the Maze Runner trilogy. 
so he's done he knows how to handle dystopian worlds and stuff like that mm. and showing you the imagery in that as well too have you seen the maze runner or at least I've seen all of the them first one you haven't seen like scorch trials or death cure no they're pretty good i've never read the books i didn't really care oh no it's pretty good it's a pretty good narrative all the way through and stuff like that it does come full circle which is good how many maze runner movies are there there's only three there's only three yeah that's it three books i can do that yeah Nah, it's easy. That's not <laughs> easy to watch. That's like, dude. <laughs> like Harry Potter. What what I liked is that he didn't do the whole bullcrap of like, oh, yeah, was it the Death Cure Part 1 and then Death Cure Part 2? No. He's like, no, I'm just going to wrap it up. Like, he's all like, I don't need to stretch it, you know? Like Deathly Hallows Part 1, Deathly Hallows Part 2. He's or, just like, let's just wrap it up. Mock, Mockingbird or Mockingjay Part 1, Mockingjay Part 2. Like that, that whole bullcrap. Have we convinced you to watch Planet of the Apes? I'll give it a shot. You'll give it a yeah, shot? I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah, you yeah. can watch the newer, the latest trilogy. Yeah, don't watch yeah. the old stuff. Watch the new stuff. The old stuff is weird. That's the thing as of like story narrative because they go completely route than the original. Yeah. Basically, we find out in the original, original Planet of the Apes that the apes from this future or from this world follow a their god, which is Caesar and stuff. But then come to find out that they... In the sequels of movies, the original astronaut that crashed down on Earth finds a time portal. They and they fall through with two other scientist apes with him. They go back in time to basically when apes were enslaved, and then that those scientist couples of the apes have a kid. Come to find out, that kid is Caesar. So he's a basically a baby from the future, which is now put into the modern timeline and brings up the uprising of that as well too. That's a thing. I had all that repressed in my head. Why did you right? bring it up? Dude? Right. Dude, no, dude. You forgot how <laughs> I forgot how complicated oh, all that crap was. 45 minutes. What? <gasps> no. Hey, Eric's back on camera. Eric's back. <laughs> my bad. Yeah, so, I completely forgot. Yeah. Uh, so basically, yeah, that's the, the older ones are very weird and stuff like that. Dealing with that. And then, you know, it was just like a whole timeline kind of thing. You're like, whoa, wait. And this was in like the 70s. Oh, wow. So people had was to it in with, the 70s? It was in the 70s. Yeah. People had to deal with that. You know, it wasn't like <laughs> Endgame. Endgame. You know, that was their Endgame. You know, like Avengers Endgame. It was like, oh, well, time travel, I guess it, it would. Blah, blah, blah. You know, people couldn't question it too much. So that exists. Yeah. That's a thing. Uh, away from movie news, let's go back to some video game news, a little bit of uh, streaming topics and stuff like that. Are you familiar with Twitch at all? Yes. Okay, cool. So uh, Friday – not Friday, excuse me. December 14th. I'm going to give you a little bit of a timeline, okay? Mm -hmm. December 14th, Twitch announces, hey, we're changing our policies. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to allow nudity on the streaming platform. Twitch? But – hold Twitch? on. Yeah, Twitch. Twitch, Twitch the purple brand. We're going to allow nudity for a bit on the platform, right? Okay. But artistic nudity. So no bare boobs, no, you know, full on full stuff between two people. None of that. Insertion. Yeah, none. Okay. What they want is artistic nudity. So an example <laughs> is um, you could seem like you're nude as long as you don't show anything. Oh, I see. So you can either have like pasties on or something. Yeah, basically. To make it simple, you just basically cover your nipple. Yes. <laughs> so this was December 14th. Yeah. December 15th, Twitch says, guys, we messed up. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to roll it back. Yeah. We're going to go back we, to our alternative service. We know what we service. said 
was you guys can have nudity, but I didn't really mean it. <laughs> so I, you take it back. Yeah. We're sorry. Mm-hmm. We're sorry. That happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you guys' thoughts on it? I feel like, you know, that's kind of like a gray area, you know? It is. Yeah. It, it definitely is. Like I, 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 oh, sorry. No, I, no, go I, for I, it. I could definitely see why they'd have to pull back on that because I feel like people wouldn't be able to interpret it. You know, it's kind of difficult to interpret. Everyone has different that's ideas. True. Yeah. That's why. Like, that's, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's kind of, <laughs> I mean, so, <laughs> so I'm trying to think of like streamers who like really didn't get with the program of that. They're just like, so it's always interesting, right? Because like, I, I mean, do you watch anyone on Twitch or no? Uh, I used to like it, like in college. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not, not a lot recently. Really? Like, I, you know, it's funny. Twitch never grasped me i never got the appeal of watching someone just sitting there for two hours or three hours four six hours yeah and just hours. continuously watching them and i'm just like this is boring some <laughs> like, people just do it for background noise you know because i used yeah. to be i used to watch a lot of call of duty streamers mm-hmm. that was my thing it's just I could see that yeah yeah but, but i never liked watching someone to play a video game <laughs> i might just watch I, I might as well do it myself like when yeah. am i gonna watch someone <laughs> no but i agree with what you were saying right mm-hmm. we're like it's a yeah. gray area right like what do you mean by <laughs> Because the reason why was, I don't know if you guys are familiar with someone named Asthma Gold or whatever. Oh, no. He is this, he's this streamer. I don't know what he does. Mm-hmm. I just know his face because he talks a lot. Um, but he basically went out and said that this entire policy change that they did was a big W because um, it's a win. It's a win for Twitch because Twitch was never a safe space for minors. And I'm like, that's kind of dumb because you guys are constantly advertising the demographics that you guys have, which is like 13 to 18 is a giant portion of your guys' viewership. So it's kind of like saying, guys, you know, like, no, 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 no. We can't show this to kids because I'm not safe for kids, (laughs) but kids watch it. Yeah. Yeah. And I get it. Like 13 is teenagers, Mm -hmm. but they're still what's the word I'm looking for? Easily influenced. Yeah. Impressionable. Thank you. Yeah, That's the word. They're impressionable. Yeah. So you don't even know like what you're saying, what you do, and that it ends up, you know, it could potentially harden them. Yeah. So I I don't I don't really care for me personally. Yeah. I'm on the same boat with you. I don't mm-hmm. watch Twitch. I could care less if like it, you know, mm-hmm. what a policy changes is. If we do ever stream on Twitch for whatever reason, mm-hmm. if that's where the brand goes. Great, we'll go there, but we have our own brand and our own way of like doing things. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, it's just an interesting drop. Yeah. You ever thought about maybe doing like live streams for like Whittier Comic Fest or anything like that? I have. Yeah. Yeah, it's just I have, I I have like a lot. Like I remember now going back to Anthony Height, he told me mm-hmm. that I looked exhausted <laughs> at the end of the day. Like <laughs> oh, I just yeah. wanted to go home, which mm-hmm. I did. So, um, like I've definitely wanted to to expand on that, but I just don't have like the knowledge oh sorry nor the the capacity to do it you know yeah mm-hmm. it's no and 100 percent. you yeah. need to have that energy to basically go in there and say like i'm gonna stream for so many hours because what Whittier comic fest went from nine to five mm-hmm. right is that what the times were for this last it was 11 to five but vendors started setting up uh starting at nine so 11 to yeah. five that's one six hours right so if you live stream of an event like that, right, that's six hours of just promoting everything. Yeah. It's tough. But do you ever feel like these terms of service changes could affect, like, anything, any choice that if you were to actually do a live stream or anything like that? I don't know. I think it would depend. 
on what what the term was mm-hmm. what the terms were but yeah yeah I would definitely have to to look into it when that when I when, when, it, I, when it, yeah <laughs> yeah because um, my my girlfriend's able to do a TikTok live and she does that once in a blue moon because um, it's an option but yeah on TikTok live you can't show smoking you can't show drinking you can't play copyrighted music and stuff like that it's very very much you know you can't really do anything yeah yeah and that's kind of the scary thing now that i think about it because you did bring up something Mm -hmm. that twitch streamers would be streaming um their reactions oh yeah to full-on episodes of like anime that they would watch right yeah Yeah. so like it comes to mind of like okay well if you cover whittier comic fest live and you guys are advertising like let's say that you know you're you bring on a guest or something like that right and it's uh perfect examples like the wham stamp right Mm -hmm. like they granted there are ways around it, like the Mazer Bros have talked about how they go around certain things. Oh, so logos, that's creative, yeah. yeah, with logos and create, you know, creative freedom. Mm. But like Twitch is so inconsistent, where they'll allow things like streaming full episodes of anime as long as it's like on a tiny corner because mm. someone's reacting to it, but then ban someone for basically using something that's on screen that looks similar to a product. So if you bring the Wham Stam. And then they show off the Amazing Spider-Man logo, but it's yeah. not the same colors as the comic books, but it looks similar enough to which you can just shut it down right there. Wow. Yeah. And it's so dumb. It it's dumb because yeah. it's so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of my gripe with this whole, like, terms of service thing that they did with, like, you know, allowing artistic nudity for a day. And then these streamers were having, like, a field day with it going, like, yeah, why not? Let's twerk <laughs> on stream. Do it. Dude, freaking streamers were, like, twerking to celebrate. I'm like, why is this a, oh, why is this a celebration, dude? It doesn't affect you. Yeah. <laughs> freaking streamers that play like call of duty and league of legends were twerking i'm like this matters nothing to yeah. you dude it's just called tips it just yeah. <laughs> tips just... were going up that day yeah, yeah. basically Stop i don't know body, yaddy, 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 yaddy. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's go back to movie news for a second yeah. what do we think about jason momoa i think he's a cool dude i think he's pretty dope yeah. I, I would love to see him as lobo I, I, yeah, because I, I thought that was, I don't know if that was rumored or it's, it's rumored, rumored and he's yeah. made it well known that he wants to be that character after yeah. Aquaman. That fits him way better than Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. it okay. does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Jason Momoa has come out in public and said he's uncertain about his fate as Aquaman, mm. saying that this really is dependent on people if they like him in this new Aquaman movie. I mean, there hasn't been anyone else to compare him with. That's why. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I will say it is kind of unfair, though, yeah. because I think that he is a great Aquaman. Yeah. The dude loves the ocean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The dude loves the ocean. And I think he had um he has a water bottle company, doesn't he? Yeah. He uses no, uh, recycling bottles uh, for his water bottles. I think he uses it's a, is it aluminum for his water. I think so. No, he uses box water, I think. I don't know. It's yeah. something similar to that. But mm-hmm. he was providing water to the uh, residents of Hawaii. Oh, yeah. When oh, they were wow. going through the uh, the fires. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, so he does a lot of charity work in that sense. So he loves the ocean. That's why I like him as Aquaman. But I don't know. Now that you mentioned him as Lobo, can he do Lobo and Aquaman at the same time? I think he would have to give up one role, you know? Aquaman? Yeah, because yeah, I think other people have um... – People want a more traditional looking Aquaman rather than Jason Momoa looking Aquaman. Okay. 
People want like the blonde haired Aquaman. I think that's what they're looking forward to. So you're more Lobo than Aquaman. Yeah. Oh yeah. You have more fun. I definitely yeah. see where they were trying to go with his Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Like I definitely see the vision. But mm-hmm. when they rumored, when there was rumors floating around that he could play Lobo, yeah, that like sold me. Yeah. Aesthetically, it looks better if you think about it. Like him in a giant motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. Giant motorcycle painted in gray, shooting a bunch of guns and stuff like that. Red Fighting eyes. Superman. Yeah. I think he has the personality for it too, because yeah. isn't Lobo supposed to be fierce, like a little free spirited, comedic, and like aggressive? He's like a normal sort? intergalactic biker dude. Yeah, basically, like, yeah. he's Ghost Rider without the flames. Yeah, in a way. Mm-hmm. Or did I say something wrong, and now someone's gonna be pissed off? He's I like, mean, he's not Ghost Rider. He's more, <laughs> I mean, Lobo's a bounty hunter, so he's very, you know, just one track mind. And Ghost Rider is a bounty hunter for hell. Yeah. There you go. For the demons. I saved myself, right? Yeah. There you go. Made, made it up for it. <sighs> I do see him as Lobo. <laughs> it's just sad, though. I don't know. I feel like he loved his Aquaman role. Yeah, but he's going to have more fun doing Lobo. That's, That's true. Do you guys have a casting for Aquaman? Oh, um, the guy that's playing Reacher now. Really? I can yeah, see that. He's yeah. a big... Well, he's played Aquaman before in Smallville. He's, he's Thad, right? From yeah, uh, Blue, Blue Mountain, Mountain State. State. But he also played Aquaman in the Smallville series. My little brother swears that he looks like him. Yeah. And he looks nothing like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah. or just like before? Just, he's, <laughs> ne- he's never going to look like him. <laughs> that dream's he's just like He's just like a good looking dude. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he good in Reacher? Oh, you haven't seen him in... Dude, okay, he jacked up in Reacher. No, I know he's jacked. He yeah. was jacked in Blue Mountain State, but I only know him as Blue Mountain State. No, yeah, watch. Hold on. You ever seen Blue Mountain State? My my, my older brother's a big fan of it, so I've seen, like, little clips Little clips of it here and there? Yeah. It was a... It was a... It was a show for its time. Yeah, dude. Like, look, he's... Dang, he's dude! That dude's weight. ripped! Yeah, he's gained weight when he did from season one to season two. He doesn't do his high-pitched voice in this, right? He's more no, deeper? He's, He's he's more stoic, okay. Know, stuff like that. I'll show you a I'll show you a trailer after. Okay, yeah, convince good. me. Yeah, Reacher's good. Season two is out right now on Amazon Prime. We're not sponsored. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I give him enough money that affiliate I link. Should, yeah. That's true. <laughs> uh, you know, sponsors. Why not? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I do see him. And now I see him. <laughs> right. that's yeah, that's actually not. He's got a, a tan idea. too, so he's he's got it. Yeah. That's a, good, that's a good Aquaman now that yeah. you said it. All right, sure, why not? But also, people are also saying that they see him more as a uh, Bruce Wayne, or ba- the new Batman. Have him be the new Batman. I'm like, oh, that's not. It's not bad either. He's yeah. he's he's a super jack dude, super tall. He's six foot. But do you want to have him as a blonde Bruce Wayne? You can pull it off, whatever. Yeah, because he doesn't. I I can't picture him with black hair. Well, even even uh, Robert Pattinson had to dye his hair black. Yeah, but Robert Pattinson plays a good broody Bruce Wayne. Yeah. yeah. This is just be a like, jacked like up. Emo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah. Did you ever read the uh the book that came out for the Batman? No, I didn't, no. Renee was oh. the one that introduced me to it. Yeah. It's uh what did, what was it called again? Do you remember? Oh, it was uh something like I I have it here. I have it in there, but uh it was I I listened to an audio version of it. It was really good. It was basically just how him he the first thing he does is that he goes to college. When he comes back from college, he just goes into street racing. But he's he's you're like, why is he becoming a street racer? To find out at the end of the book, he was only investigating street racing because he heard that drugs were being pushed into Gotham, and he was trying to figure out how that happened. And it was like through through uh, street racing. I was like, that's 
pretty. I love that. I was like, at one, at, towards the beginning of the book, you're like, this doesn't sound like Bruce Wayne. And then you're just like, okay, yeah. That was like, you know what? Okay, cool. And then he's building the Batmobile. He's like, in the book, he's talking about, you know, um, oh yeah, he's like ripping apart his dad's old charger and just making it wider and making this super engine and stuff like that throughout the book. And he even talks about Riddler as well, too. He was oh, like, yeah. he was an accountant first and he he realized that someone was skimming from the company when he was looking at the numbers because he's really good with numbers. They go further like back than that, though, yeah. because they explore Bruce Wayne during his like it's it's like a minor part of the book, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a little it's like the not the forward, but it's a you uh, the, the epilogue before the book. And stuff. Oh, the prologue. No, the, is, it... is the epilogue or prologue? What is it? I don't read a lot of books. I was like, <laughs> help us out. It might be the prologue. It might be the prologue. It was. It might be the prologue. It was like him when he was a child. He was visiting the orphanage and yeah. stuff like that. And then he he like saw Edward, a, a young Edward Nigma and stuff like that. So yeah, it was, good. Wow. it was good. Yeah, it's a good read because it's like a year zero without it being a year zero. Mm-hmm. Because in this, the Batman is what year two. Yeah, year th- like mm-hmm. it's a couple years. Mm-hmm. Gotta watch the Batman. It's such a good movie. Oh, it's on Max too. Yeah, I might just put it on. I bought it. Christmas. You did you buy it? No, I wanted to buy the Steel Book. Oh, I didn't buy it in time, so I was just like, I'm not buying it. It's on streaming. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it, it's oh my god, it's such a good movie. All right, what do you guys think of Zack Snyder? I think people need to calm down about him, about his freaking Rebel Moon movie. Okay, but I mean, it looks good. Okay, yeah. I don't want a comic because I know people are like diehard. Zack Snyder no, fans, yeah, so no. I don't want to give my opinion. Is, I'm scared no, to give my opinion. It's a safe opinion. space. Eric, no, we but defend that's how dangerous guests. it is, too. Like, you can't talk about you yeah. know any sort of critique on Zack Snyder. No, no, no. Yeah. I'll say it. I'll say it. I think him and his wife do good work. Yeah. I think they have a great production company. Army of the Dead was very mid. Like, it was fun. Yeah. But, wait, didn't he do uh, he did Night, of the Living of the, Night of the Living Dead? Dawn of the Dead. Did Dawn of, he did Dawn of the Dead. He did Dawn of the Dead. Where he, did, he did Army of the Dead with Dave Bautista. And then Arm, uh, Night of the Living Dead was... That was someone else. That was George A. Romero. Dawn of the Dead was... That was Zack Snyder and James Gunn. That's... Okay, so that one was fun. Yeah. That one was really good. Mm-hmm. So they, 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 they do good movies. Mm-hmm. I don't think Man of Steel was his best work. Mm-hmm. I also think yeah. that his Justice League movie wasn't I, okay. I think even, okay. even Nolan has talked about how his Watchmen movie is actually really good. Yeah. It's, and that's not bad. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So it's okay. I'll block you. What's your what's your comment? What's what, what do you have to say? I was just gonna say, even when they released his cut of the Justice League, I wasn't a big fan. There it was it was yeah. a lot I'll happening all at once. <laughs> I'll defend <laughs> you. It's okay. And and I tell people this. I tell people what it, even when it comes to Snyder fans, I go, listen, Snyder is actually he's a good director, he's good visually and stuff like yeah. that. He does like to abuse slow motion though sometimes. But when he's very much of like a George Lucas type where you need to revitalize his ideas before it, we go into posts and filming, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and that showed in both uh, Army of the Dead, where he have you ever seen it? Army of the Dead on Netflix? No, he it was good. But then towards the middle of it, it was more of like, oh, you know, it seems like we've done this before. It was she was doing this whole time loop kind of theory, but never touched on it again. It was very character heavy without mm-hmm. it spending a lot of time on the characters that matter. Yeah, which is cool. Again, he has cool ideas. Like there was a zombie that was evolving, and basically was king of the zombies in in a, in a, an abandoned New York City. He even Vegas. had yeah Vegas sorry Vegas yeah, yeah. Vegas, and uh, he even had a melted down Kevlar helmet. 
So when people do headshots, it doesn't kill him, obviously. I think he, like you said, he Mm -hmm. has a very good, he has good vision and good thought process when it comes to his like Mm -hmm. ideas. This execution is like a hit or miss. That's why I'm saying it's like, you shouldn't be scared to say anything bad about him. (laughs) Cause it's like, like he's a great filmmaker. He is. He is. is. But he's, he's, you gotta be fair and criticize when the work doesn't deliver. he, He lets his fanboy side of him take over sometimes when he's directing yeah like with the designer cut of justice league there was a lot going on with that you know he's killing off the justice league and then having barry allen go back in time which is cool but again that never gets touched on again in future movies and stuff like that yeah um he very much loved batman more in batman v superman yeah, he he favoritized a lot and, of and people. And wasn't Batman like killing people? That's that? yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm not. I didn't make it sense. I don't know. I just look. I'm a fan against his character. I'm I'm a fan of Batflick. No, no, I love Batflick. I love Batflick. This is why we have you on the show. You like Batflick? No, I love Batflick too. That's the thing. But when you're blatantly showing him with 50 caliber guns on his Batmobile, shooting at a like a SUV at point blank, like. It's like, dude, okay, you basically murdered that whole That's true. group of guys. But he also gave us that great warehouse fight scene, warehouse fight scene mm-hmm. which is great. So yeah. the reason I brought up Zack Snyder was because Rebel Moon released December 21st. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think the critic score for Rebel Moon was December uh, 14th, 15th when the reviews started coming out? I want to say a 30%. 30%? That's mm-hmm. the critic score, you think? Okay, yeah. Eric? 50. 50. Okay. Do we produce prices right rules? Mm-hmm. Well, you guys both lose because you guys are both over. Mm-hmm. December 15th, mm-hmm. the first review came in, mm-hmm. 22 reviews, 9%. Ooh. Wow. That was a flop. As the day drew closer uh-huh. and night came, it dropped. <laughs> it went higher. Oh, 15. 24%. Oh. That's still so, not bad. So I don't. Still not passing. I haven't checked it yet, so I don't know what it is now. Check right now. No, we have to check on the twenty first. Oh, okay. Yeah, we we don't have access to Rotten Tomatoes right now. Do you want to check right now, Stephen? Yeah, I don't, I don't care what you say. <laughs> <laughs> so it's tw- it's twenty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and then seventy. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, dude, it dropped a percent. Audience score was originally seventy seven when I checked it. Now yeah. it's seventy six. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, we gotta. We all have to know too is that this is not a. We're not. We don't have a full story. It's Rebel Moon Part One. Part One: A Child of Fire. Part Two comes out in four months. See, and people need to realize it's the same rules I have when it comes to people when they um, review a, a season of something after watching the first three episodes. That's true. You can't fully give a full review of Ahsoka. it as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Nick was 100% right on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I loved Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I, I was very skeptical yeah. about it in the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. And then Nick was just like, just wait. Yeah. Let it cook. Let it cook. And yeah. I'm like, all right. And then I fell in love with it. Yeah. I feel yeah, like, I, I feel like, because overall, this is essentially his first pitch for Star Wars. This was his version of Star Wars he wanted to do. When, when they were saying... That they're oh yeah, when Disney was like, We're gonna put out a new series of Star Wars, Zack Snyder was the first one to be like, Hey, can I throw in my script? And they're like, Yeah, go ahead. And this this was his idea. He wanted to do a rated R version of Star Wars. Watch this and then let us know what you think as a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Cause it, now I'm interested. If that well, was because cause he has there is 
some sim- similarities he they have for Force Awakens because it seems like they told him, okay, the bases are we need a female lead. We also need someone that was part of the First Order, but, you know, switching. Sw- we want someone to switch sides. Yeah. That's this, that's this character. That's Ray and Finn in this one. This character. Right I see. And then we need like someone that they meet along the way that joins them in their fight and stuff like that. That's what's his name? The guy from Sons of Anarchy. I see. Yeah. So there's a lot of similarities that he did in this one to Force Awakens. So I was reading some of the reviews and I noticed that a lot of the reviews kind of have the same critiques that we all said earlier, mm-hmm. which is his script writing is inconsistent mm-hmm. where I think he didn't know how to find the balance between action and plot progression. Mm-hmm. So that's probably its weakest point. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. No, same. I mean, it's it's a Star Wars pitch, mm-hmm. so I want to see what, what happens with it. But what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely now learning that that was his kind of take mm-hmm. on what Episode 7 would look like, I'm kind of interested in seeing. Because yeah. 7 was your was the best one for you in terms in of the, the sequel. sequel. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of actors in here that are kind of like very well known. Did you hear that? He said that LeBron James is his like dream casting. Really? Yeah. Zack Snyder? Zack Snyder. Really? Yeah. That's funny. He's just like, I, I kind of want to bring in LeBron James for one of the one of his movies. And I'm like, LeBron, yeah. I love LeBron. Really? I'm a big Laker fan, yeah. I'm a Lakers um, fan too, but I'm just kind of like, eh, just I don't know, help, help us win a championship that's not during the COVID year. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just do that, you know? Sports. That's that's your bit. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and restart your camera, Eric, one more time because we have about like twenty minutes left mm-hmm. in the show, and yeah. uh, we're gonna jump into the main topic. But I'm gonna transition it, so uh, we'll be right back. Just give us a second. <laughs> camera's fixed. Camera's mm-hmm. fine. Eric's back on the screen. No yeah. cuts this time. We're not losing that camera. <laughs> so if you guys are watching on YouTube, you can see Eric right over there. I think you're on the top part. Yeah. Because we're here. Eric, oh, you're right okay. over there. Just <laughs> wave up there. Just you know how it is. <laughs> so let's go ahead and talk about the main topic. Transitioning, I was considering this to be a comic strip bit of news, but after writing everything down, mm-hmm. I started to see how much news was actually being involved in this. So let's talk about James Gunn. James Gunn, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. loves the internet. He loves to talk. <laughs> I'm not against that. Yeah. I'd much rather have someone who is leading a film universe that we're all going to try to invest some time in be proactive and talk about it because the more you talk about it the more you sell what was that what oh nothing never mind the more you sell your product you're moving the table (laughs) are you serious when you're yeah okay (laughs) the more you talk about your product the more people will like it that's all i wanted to say talk with such enthusiasm (laughs) all right so let me go ahead and tell you guys what james gunn's what james gunn has done over the last couple of days Mm -hmm. before we actually discuss anything about him so james gunn has called out a couple different things Mm -hmm. first there's a statement about what he calls cameo porn (laughs) you know what he might be referencing in terms of that marvel movies do you know but do you guys know what like a cameo porn is of just like cameos bunch of cameos basically so when you insert a character or a special guest or something mm-hmm. and they have no relevancy to the story, they're not progressing the plot. Yeah. It says that it is the worst element of modern superhero movies. There's I, actually no reason. I think he got super annoyed at that when he was doing like Guardians. 
They kept telling him, like, can you do that? Like, can you put this character in? Can you put that character in? Hint at this character moving forward. Like, and you just didn't like it? I think so. Especially, like, that was a lot in Guardians 2. Yeah, I, I can see that because there's so much to – you're laying so many different pieces. Yeah. You have to work with it all at some point. Because mm-hmm. what was it? Um, the villain teased in one that became uh, relevant in three? Mm-hmm. Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock. Yeah. Went blank that was, for a like, second. a big gap between two and three. We didn't know if he was going to come back. Yeah. And then he had to bring it back in three. I agree with him to a point because mm-hmm. he says, like, you know, shoehorning any character in there and having no relevancy in it doesn't progress anything. And it just mm-hmm. kind of, like, dilutes the overall story. Yeah. I agree with it. But I do think that there are modern superhero movies with good cameos that are funny. Mm-hmm. And the one that comes to mind is Deadpool 2. Oh, yeah. With uh, the Invincible Man. Mm-hmm. And it's Invisible a Man. Invisible yeah. Man. And it's uh, oh, yeah. Brad Pitt. Brad yeah. Pitt, yeah. Like that's a good one. So that or was just one. The whole X Force team. Yeah. That that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the statements he made. He also calls out the Hollywood Reporter, because the Hollywood Reporter makes an article mm-hmm. saying, uh, "I'm going to butcher her name, Pom Clementif, the actress that played Mantis in Guardians yeah. in Guardians yeah. two and three, mm-hmm. that she was set to appear in a unknown role for Superman Legacy." He then goes out on Twitter same day the article comes out mm-hmm. and says that the Hollywood Reporter has reported false information, has no idea why they did that because they're usually more accurate, mm-hmm. but he's out there basically saying, no, <laughs> that's false. No need to do that. Hmm. So that's one of the things he did. So he's called out two different things. He also has said that he has watched The Joker too, mm-hmm. and has given notes. No feedback, just some notes. Can't really put his hands on it because this is mostly a Warner Brothers film and anything live action after that moving forward will be things that he's connected and working with to progress the universe. So that's that. The last part is that in terms of the Batman 2 progression, Mm -hmm. two things have come out of that. Mm -hmm. One, it was Matt Reeves' idea to exclude the Batman stuff. Out of the DCU. That makes sense. So it was his choice. It's very much of a closed story. Which I'm perfectly fine with. Yeah, same. The other thing is that he has heard pitches for the Batman Mm 2, but no script is written. That makes sense. Not yet. Yeah. So the question I want to pose to you guys is with the amount of stuff that James Gunn has kind of put out there himself, do you guys think that this is a good thing for the DCU? Or do you think that this is potentially going to be harmful for the future of it? I don't see it as a harmful way, honestly. You know, I see it as more of like James Gunn basically saying like, guys, you guys need to be patient. You know, like it takes a while to build a universe. Yeah. And the starting point is Superman legacy. And he even, I think he even went on to say that like the characters that he announced in that movie with Metamorpho and then also Mr. Terrific in it. And then also Guy Gardner being part of it as well, too. Max. Um, oh, Maxwell Steele. Oh, no, Maxwell Lord. Maxwell Lord. Maxwell Lord being part of that as well, too. That's the thing is that he says those are just those are not even they They don't even have like a main stake in the story. They're just in the in the movie. That doesn't mean that they have a bigger role in it. It's just that they exist. And I'm like, that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. you don't, I, I don't really need to worry about Mr. Terrific in a Superman movie, you know, or Maxwell Lord, because that could be set up for future movies and stuff like that. It's just let it like 
what Nick said about Ahsoka. Just let it cook. Just let it happen. Just let it happen. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Eric? I love the transparency. I love how transparent he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you can go on Instagram and just see a bunch of like BS rumors regarding the MCU. Yeah. Like a ton. Mm-hmm. Like it's like sometimes it gets flooded with mm-hmm. just like absurd rumors. Mm-hmm. And I just love how he, you know, James Gunn just shoots a lot of rumors down. Because some of yeah. them are ridiculous. You I know? know. Yeah. And it just gets flooded. But like you know exactly what you're getting with James mm-hmm. Gunn. Yeah. I like that. That's yeah. true. I mean, that's, I love. I love it when directors are able to speak their mind, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And because you're kind of seeing how their mind works. Mm-hmm. Like one of the things that I love, I haven't listened to it yet, but mm-hmm. I should soon, is he, for the last two years, he's released his top 25 songs of the year. Mm-hmm. And knowing how James Gunn works, mm-hmm. he usually uses music as like, he com- he did like a compilation of sound, uh, music mm-hmm. for a soundtrack for movies. Yeah, Like the Suicide Squad had a great soundtrack, right? Mm-hmm. Guardians always have had great soundtracks to it. So to see how he releases all this information, you get to see a little bit of his mind and how all that works. Oh, yeah. Even Peacemaker had a banger ass intro. Yeah. It was really, really yeah. good. Yeah. So it's it's good to see the transparency. But I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second. I think that with the amount of stuff that he's saying, this could potentially harm the DCU to a degree. How? Oh. So when you're talking so much, shooting down rumors. Mm-hmm. You know, saying this is false. This mm. is what we actually have. Mm. This is what we're working on. This is the plan. Yeah. You're setting yourself up with expectations. And comic book fans are some of the harshest critics and sometimes the most annoying. Mm. Because you have certain rumors be out there. And then all of a sudden, for example, James Gunn can shoot it down. Mm. No, this person's not going to play this part. Yeah. I haven't even announced it. Mm. Well, then guess what? Comic book fans, mm-hmm. they think that they know it all. Oh, but this would have been such a great casting. This would have been so good. Yeah. Now all of a sudden you're against James Gunn. And Gun. I shut that crap down as soon as you walk into my store. <laughs> you think you know more than me? No, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, but Renee, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's, it works. No, it doesn't. It, it works. No, it, you just, you don't, you just don't know. No, I do know. No, you don't, dude. Yeah, I do. Prove it to me right now. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to know. No. That's fine. <laughs> no, but yeah, but that's that's my devil's advocate play right yeah. there is that you do have a fan base that's very critical about certain things. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of work that James Gunn has done mm-hmm. that no one can really argue. I feel like if you're saying the Peacemaker intro was complete garbage. <laughs> Sorry. Just... <laughs> Peacemaker was a great DC show. <laughs> I think you didn't even. I don't even say anything else. Yeah. <laughs> you're wrong yeah you know how they created that wrong. that intro no they did it in a high school gymnasium mm-hmm. really and they did it in like a couple days yeah yeah it was a couple days it was and- just them of just like coming along like, okay we just do this and i'm like it was just basically weird movement they would listen to the song and just be like all right let's just do this <laughs> you know like- it was a tony i think it was a tony or an emmy award-winning uh choreographer mm-hmm. that his wife or his fiance at the time now his wife mm-hmm. knew uh, like they had like a close relationship yeah. and then he was just like, bring her on. And then they did a choreographed scene in like a day. They shot it in like two or something like that. Or it might've just been a day mm-hmm. in a high school gymnasium that they rented out. And his whole purpose of the intro was, I just want to do something that people won't skip. Yeah. That they'll just keep watching over and over again. Mm-hmm. And they did it so well. Yeah. I never skipped it. No, neither did I. Yeah. Did you like Peacemaker when you watched it or no? Uh, I did like Peacemaker, yeah. You did? I, I do love John Cena, too. Oh, John Cena's yeah, great. Yeah, you yeah. can't hate John Cena. No, that's the thing. <laughs> and I think that that show just helped the way of how you see James Gunn writing characters and then also how 
how much range John Cena has as well, too. Oh, yeah. So it helped them both out with that show. Yeah. yeah. Because once we watched Peacemaker, we knew Guardians 3 was going to be sad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I like about James Gunn, too, mm-hmm. is he knows when to be serious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the MCU, like, the biggest, like, I feel like critique of the MCU that you will always hear is that mm-hmm. the corny jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when you want something serious, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I feel like James Gunn knows when to add humor and, and you know... When, when to take it serious. When to take it serious, or That's just, like or, or like even just like, oh yeah, like I'm, I'm tired I'm, of the corny jokes. Yeah, in the well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you laugh so hard, but the next scene, I'm gonna make you ball at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I love oh, that. God. Or, or even like make you ball at the same time, and then just immediately, I'm just gonna make you laugh. Like the whole scene where I think it's the scene where in Guardians three, in Guardians three, where it's revealed what happens to Rocket's friends. Oh, that. Oh, God. And then the next scene oh, yeah. is basically Drax freaking clotheslining someone with the motorcycle and then taking the motorcycle <laughs> and you have these mix-up motions you're like wait <laughs> like <laughs> the scene that got me was um and I, that's why i'm laughing because it's that part where they're uh talking to the family of animals in the uh, home yeah. and they couldn't figure out like they're like okay so here's the plan because they couldn't really communicate yeah. and it was kind of like a not a not a serious moment it was like an intimate moment because you were trying to communicate respectfully yeah they weren't trying to be jerks no. and so star lord gets in the car mm-hmm. and who was it was it glamora or was no, it it was uh, nebula it was nebula just like so what do i do now yeah. get in, open the effing door yeah, yeah. it's like the door. one yeah. f-bomb <laughs> it was perfect <laughs> It was a perfect F-bomb. It was so yeah, great. Yeah. So he knows. But that's the thing is that, like, James Gunn, to me, I think is one of the best directors of our time for now, right now. Mm-hmm. Because he has filmmaking experience mm-hmm. where it's about fun. There hasn't been any behind-the-scenes footage I've seen, at least, where he's kind of, like, he's in there. Mm-hmm. He's acting. Yeah. He's directing people, like, mm-hmm. just being very, like, friendly to everyone. And there was I, – I love when he tweets behind-the-scenes footage because he did the um, the peacemaker scene where uh, he's fighting the alien in the apartment mm-hmm. because the girl – he, he oh, gets yeah. brought in by the girl. Yeah, and she, what is it? she has a butterfly. Well, she's a butterfly. She's a butterfly. Yeah. But it's the scene where he gets thrown into the wall, like dragged down a hallway, yeah. and then he gets launched out of the wall. Yeah. What is that called? It's called like a cowboy or rodeo thing. It's um, a Western – it's yeah. a Western uh, pun. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you have to like it's a quick transition where you pull the actor out and then the stunt double does the bit. The mm-hmm. camera will pan out so that you don't see the switch and then John Cena gets back in frame mm-hmm. to continue the scene. So it seems seamless, but you're actually switching two different actors. Yeah. I forget what it's called. I learned about it recently too. Mm-hmm. But it's so great to see it. Plus, wait, who's who's John Cena's stunt double? Who has to keep up with his physique? <laughs> I don't Can you imagine you. that? <laughs> like he's like coming in, all right. Oh, damn it. He's all right. <laughs> you can't what happened yeah what happened (laughs) but i still stick with that is like with that i mean i don't believe in my devil's advocate argument but i do see people arguing that oh that's true no i see i see what you mean there yeah it's wrong but okay (laughs) (laughs) i I know but i do agree with you eric in that sense of like the transparency is good yeah you do get to see the mind of the director yeah you do get to see where he's headed towards with the dcu and i think that's kind of what's necessary right now yeah because, I don't know if you know, but Renee doesn't like Kevin Feige. I don't. No? I don't like the idea of Kevin Feige having so much control of the MCU. I feel like I have to kind of clarify that. But um, because you could tell that when he says an idea, no one tells him no. No one tells him, that's a good idea. But I feel like if we went back, he's like, no, 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 no. Captain Marvel is the strongest character. And no one told him, well, 
if no one went, um, actually, he's like, yeah. <laughs> there was no pushback. Yeah, there was no pushback. <laughs> he just says, we're going to make Captain Marvel the strongest character. That's our Superman. And I'm like, okay, you could argue that. Captain Marvel is very much a powerful character, but she's not the strongest character in the Marvel universe. Because we don't get to see Kevin Feige's brain. No. We don't get to see how yeah, he develops. He's more of like, I want to do that. Hint at this. Do that. He doesn't look at the bigger picture. He's more of like, I want the shock value. I Because that's basically where he's going. He After Endgame, I knew this was going to happen. He's like, <laughs> he's basically like, I want Captain America picking up the hammer in, in the movie theater reaction for every Marvel movie moving forward. He, that's his, that's the, that's like the standard now. And I'm just like, dude, you can't do that. You've, there's a reason why that was such a good moment is because we were building up to a 10 year plan. Actually, no way home did that with all three Spider-Man. Well, that was easy. That's the thing. It was easy to it do. Was that. Hard work. What are you talking about? Don't no. you say my superhero is easy. Yeah. Superhero. Is Stop. Easy. Just it's someone just like, well, let's just grab all the Spider-Man and put him in the movie. All right. Don't millions of me. dollars. Hundred million don't dollars. Don't insult right me, there. dude. Don't insult me. A billion dollars right there. I would relive that moment. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I would relive that moment. Yeah, I know. Yeah. After that, and then your wedding. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say Same that, dude. Time. No, I did not say. I did not. I did yeah. not. So uh, December fifteenth was the two year anniversary for No Way Home. I'm gonna offend myself. Yeah. How dare you say <laughs> that? Been two years. It's been two. It's been two years. Oh so we went to go watch it at the Grove. Nah, was it the Grove? I think it was, was the it? Grove. It was an AMC. It was an AMC somewhere in Los Angeles. Yeah. So we went to go watch it, and it was a late showing because all the tickets were sold out. And I think Nick, or was it you that got it? It was one of you two. It was one of us, yeah. I think they it was got Nick. tickets for us and our significant others. So we're watching it. It's like 11 that we go see this movie. We get out. The movie ends. And I didn't realize what happened. My wife was the one that had to inform me that yeah. apparently Nick, Renee, Monica, and Mandy were all concerned for me because I was sitting in my chair for about what? Like a minute? Yeah. And that, oh, yeah, that was the first time Monica went to go see a movie with us. That was the thing. So she was like, is he okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and we were like, me and Nick were like, he's like this every, at the end of every movie. He walks out, collects his thoughts. And then on the way home, he's like, blah, blah, blah. You know, I cried. Like, yeah. I was destroyed at that movie. Yeah. I, I, loved I that movie. fell in love good. with it. So it was oh so, God. God, it was so great. That was that. And then Multiverse of Madness. Those were the top two movies to Hardest movies to avoid spoilers. Yeah. Especially on social media because I remember they, it was like two weeks before the movie came out. We didn't, we did an episode talking about our thoughts before we went to go see the movie. Um, They released the soundtrack of the playlist of No Way Home. And I'm like, okay, but let me look at it. And then right there, I'm scrolling through. It says Aunt May's death. And I'm just like, what the hell? Uh. I was like, I, that's, why would you just release that? That was official. Probably, that was yeah, their official. that was the official uh, soundtrack, too. It wasn't like someone was like, this is possibly what the set list is. Yeah. No, this is, Marvel was like, this is the list. I yeah. got her death spoiled, too. Mm-hmm. I was an idiot, though. Mm-hmm. I went on one of their pro- promo um, posts on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, and I clicked comments for some reason. Uh, I should have known. No, yeah, and the first comment comments. was RIP Aunt May. So I knew going in she was going to die. Yeah. I, but... <laughs> I think we all knew at some point that yeah. all three Spider-Men were going to be there. I mean, it was it was okay. obvious. I, no. I kept my expectations low. Like, I, I didn't want to believe that they were going to be there. Because if, really? yeah. if I if I was like going in thinking they were going to be in there mm-hmm. and they weren't, I was going to leave disappointed. Yeah. that's no. And I was telling people that. I go, listen, I, I get it. Hyping something up that might not happen. Yeah, but you have what is, you have characters from past. You have the villains 
from past movies in this movie. Why would Sony miss or Sony slash Marvel Studios just completely skip that opportunity of having all three Spider-Man in the same screen? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's it. It's just like in a story aspect, that's just dumb, you know. Like, oh yeah, I'm that's just a gonna very put, Kevin Feige yeah, thing to do. That's the thing. I'm just gonna grab all the villains, and I'm not gonna put any of the Spider Man in it. Like, I'm not gonna have Tobey Maguire in it. I'm not gonna have Andrew Garfield in it. Yeah, yeah. I but I do I do see like Renee's frustration when it comes to Kevin Feige though, because it's like you don't see his mind right. And I do think that this is something that Kathleen Kennedy kind of picked up on a little bit. Because I don't know if it's a Disney problem, man. <laughs> it's a Disney thing, right? Their egos are too big. I don't know if you heard of Dave Filoni is now the creative head of uh, Lucas Films. He is. He is. Yeah. He got promoted, I think, two, three weeks ago. Now, mind you, he is not above Kathleen Kennedy. He is basically. He was. This was Kathleen Kennedy. This was him. They put him right here. No, a little lower. Is it a little over? A little lo- lower. So he's like that. So, higher. Uh, a little higher. Just a little lower. Like right there. I didn't move. That's, 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 that's just my diabetic hands. <laughs> but yeah, so he, I love Dave Filoni. Yeah, oh, yeah. So he has a lot. He he basically does have more say than he does now than just being a writer slash director. He's now basically a creative overhead now. Yeah, but I think that with that, it kind of allows Kathleen Kennedy to kind of just be a, an executive. Mm-hmm. So you're just making big money decisions. And not yeah, creative decisions. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. so like that's kind of what James Gunn's doing with all his like tweets and everything he's talking mm-hmm. about is that he is being a creative rather than just an exec. So I know what I want to do. I'm mm-hmm. still directing and writing Superman Legacy, so I'm not losing my creative touch. Yeah. But when it comes to the other things that I'm not working on, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be an exec, but I'm also gonna be a creative exec. And so when you see that with Dave Filoni, mm-hmm. I think that Dave Filoni is like the creative head. Where Kathleen Kennedy doesn't need to worry about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we will know what Dave Filoni's thinking because he does a lot of interviews. He does a lot of behind-the-scenes yeah. stuff. And Disney's huge on the documentary stuff of that, of everything. I think it's yeah. like Behind the Magic or something like that where they cover yeah. like scenes yeah. of yeah. like Mando and stuff. That's what Marvel's missing right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that, yeah, the more I talk about it, the more I side with Renee that I think Kevin Feige's time at Marvel Studios is over. They just either need to put someone beside him. Mm-hmm. Because even James Gunn has someone beside him. It's Greg Saffron, Peter know? Saffron, Peter Saffron, Peter okay. Saffron, Peter yeah. Saffron, and he, you know, basically James Gunn's in control of the creativeness of it of the mm-hmm. universe, while Peter Saffron is more of the financial aspect. Mm-hmm. He looks over what what needs to be done as a producers and stuff like that. Who, yeah. who like basically he's the he's the money guy. Yeah, you know, and then he's the pitcher of like, okay, this is what we're doing. This is how I do it. This mm-hmm. is how I present it stuff like that so it's cool there's a there's a balance between james gunn and peter and stuff like that so i think just kevin feige either needs a group of trustees with with him that can shoot ideas and then he could have final say but i feel like as of idea man he needs to kind of step out from that shadow and stuff like that i can see that yeah yeah there's people out there that actually don't like james gunn yeah there is yeah i don't get it i have a lot of customers that and their dc character their dc customers as well too they're hardcore dc character customers characters customers that are really not looking forward to james really? gunn's idea and i'm just like well i'm go 
Let him cook. Uh, yeah, that's what I say. Let him <laughs> cook. I tell them honestly. I now go, you're getting I was it. Like, <laughs> they're like, they're like, I'm, I'm not excited for for Superman Legacy. And I go, I can't prejudge right now until I see a trailer. There's not even a trailer out. Yeah, that's the thing. If there's a trailer yeah. out and the trailer looks bad, then you have room to say the man lost decades of his life mm-hmm. to do the work he's doing. I think what's always interesting is there's photos of James Gunn from like 2015, 2016. Oh yeah, no beard. Brown hair, still looks young. You know, he looks like he's like late thirties, yeah. and then you see him now, and he looks like he's seventy. Oh yeah, he's all like the white, white hair. He's still he's still a good looking well, dude. That's the thing. He got all white hair after like we saw him when he was doing press for the Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, after was, yeah. Disney said Sayonara. Yeah, and then he got all that white hair after dealing with Kevin Feige. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Blame Disney. It's yeah. Kevin Feige's fault. Yeah. You know, what I saw. I actually got the pleasure to see him. What? Oh, really? Yeah, at E3. E3 Coliseum 2017. Oh, I, what I was got he doing there? He, the, he did like a panel, mm-hmm. and I think Neil Neil deGrasse Tyson was there too. Mm-hmm. What was he doing? He did like a panel with him, Neil deGrasse Tyson, mm-hmm. and two other people. Really? Yeah, but they mm-hmm. had like panels going on all day, and mm-hmm. I got there like four hours early, and I got like second row, and I got to see him. You got? Oh, you that's got to see cool. him? Yeah, okay. at the, on the panel. Yeah. yeah, that's one man I'd love to meet, mm-hmm. James Gunn, and who else was it? J.J. Abrams. Oh yeah. Abrams. Mm-hmm. Oh, J.J. Abrams. Yeah, I stand by the man. I want to meet him one day and say, like, thank you for making a better Star Trek film than Star Wars film. <laughs> I forget you're a Trekkie. I'm a Trekkie. You mentioned that last time I was here. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it like, I, I love it, and I know that, like, look, look, I love Nick, and I don't want to mess with him, but I always love bringing that up because he always has, like, sidesteps away from the conversation. He's like, yeah, and then, he, like, moves on. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. we, we don't need to get on that, <laughs> No, you know? no it's fine. It's whatever, you know? So. Um, but, no, so I, I feel like... um uh, those two, their minds are very, um, they're very creative minds. And I didn't realize how much JJ Abrams like influenced me as a kid mm-hmm. with everything that he's done. He did Fringe. I didn't even know he was an exec or he was a producer for Fringe. I had people like that show, dude. It's a- when they announced him mm-hmm. for Star Wars as a, as a director, I thought it was going to be people good. People were going crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, because Star Trek, this is the first Star Trek movie mm-hmm. was his test pilot for a Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of how he saw it. Like he was on interviews, going like, "I, I really want to make a Star Wars film. Like mm-hmm. I want this to be my stepping stone for it." Mm-hmm. And then he made Force Awakens, yeah. and it was pretty okay. I didn't think of anything grand to it. No, it was like Force Awakens was a good stepping stone of getting back, but then also That's just thought, like, yeah. okay, it's it's something new, but it's something that we under we also recognize as well too. Exactly. It, it, t- it took a lot of aspects from New Hope, obviously. But at the same time, it introduced these new set of characters mm-hmm. in such an interesting way. I was just frustrated that I feel like 8 and 9 didn't deliver on 7. That's the thing. They were separate. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we had Ryan Johnson do 8, and then J.J. Abrams went back to 9. And then, oh, Daisy Ridley. That's something I should have said. Uh, Daisy Ridley on the um, Jimmy Kimmel show mm-hmm. uh, came out and said that – or because Nick posted it on the group chat. Yeah. And I, it, it was like, yeah, obviously that uh, she basically confessed that – the script and the characters for uh, the new uh, sequel trilogy mm-hmm. were consistently being changed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that too. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, I don't know why they would need to say well, it. It was kind of figured. I think uh, even uh, John Boyega has went on to say that his Finn was supposed to be the new Jedi. Yeah, and then they forward. changed it. And then he claims it to be a racial thing. But uh, uh, he said, yeah, uh, and then... That's what I was told. He goes, I was told I was going to be the new Jedi moving forward. And Ray was going to be part of that as well, too. But then it when when the script was being more developed, um, they changed it out last minute. I kind of agree with him. Mm -hmm. I do agree with uh, John Bodega that 
I think it was a race thing mm-hmm. because the way I see it, and mm-hmm. I hate this so much, mm-hmm. I, I collect the lightsabers. I will. I refuse to see Anakin's lightsaber be labeled as Ray's lightsaber. Oh, that frustrates me too. Yeah. It, it, I hate it so yeah, much, yeah. but it, I do think it is a race thing because mm-hmm. I know, I feel like in my heart that Kathleen Kennedy wanted to push a female Jedi because yeah. she thought it would sell. Mm-hmm. But yeah. again, I'm going to say this over and over again. This mm-hmm. isn't a gender thing. Mm-hmm. Ray had no substance. She had no character. Mm-hmm. She had no development yeah. until episode nine. And then the big development was like, she's uh, the granddaughter of Palpatine. Okay. Like mm-hmm. where was this development in the last two films? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So no, I, 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 I agree with him. I think that it was that yeah. Finn would have been a much better Jedi. He had a better, so a much more interesting backstory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Well, is there anything else that you guys, any last thoughts you guys want to talk about James Gunn and his uh, transparency on the internet? Yeah. No. That's it. Eric, any last thoughts? Mm-hmm. All good? Mm-hmm. Good or bad? I mean, well, let him cook. Let him cook? Yeah. Yeah, let him cook. Let him cook? Yeah. <laughs> what if someone comes into the store and says, like, Renee, I think you're wrong? Well, let him cook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on that boat. Yeah. I was only playing devil's advocate for the yeah. show. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I love the guy. I. <laughs> I don't know. If we ever get the opportunity to meet him, probably cry. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, that brings us to the end of issue 180. Eric, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Yeah, Hopefully you had fun. Thank you for conversating with us as mm-hmm. well. Um, yeah, and just talking more with your Comic Fest. We're glad that we got to cover it, and we're glad that you're covering it here on the show as well yeah. so people yeah. can know more about it. Because when is it happening next year? June 8th, 2024. June 8th, 2024. Yes. At the Whittier Community Center is what it's announced as right now. Might be yes. its last year at the Way Community Center. Maybe. Too. Maybe. We'll yes. see. But yes. for sure, June let 8th. Let it cook. Tw- yeah, let it, let it cook. <laughs> let it cook, yeah. right? Um, and then, uh, here, like we said before, just in case, we'll remind the guests again, or the, yeah. the listeners again, uh, anytime something new comes out for Whittier Comic Fest, mm-hmm. shoot it our way, so that way we can promote it on our, our end as well. I you appreciate know. that. Yeah, yeah. any, any so date much. changes, any venue changes, if you guys, if you need like, us to announce for vendors and stuff like that. We'll do that as well. Uh, you mentioned you wanted to bring food in for next yeah. year, hopefully. So, again, and then if you guys have a business that is alongside of the nerdy, geeky world, go ahead and just follow Whittier Comic Fest on Instagram. I'm assuming people can message you yeah. you know, and see if they can have either a booth or a, a vendor there as well. When yeah. the dates get announced yes. for that. Don't just bombard him to bombard him because mm-hmm. this man's busy. This man's, <laughs> this man's cooking, right? Yeah. He's the Remy of this entire situation, yeah. right? <laughs> so let him cook. I really appreciate you guys. So thank you guys so much for everything. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. Oh, follow Whittier Comic best. Fest's Instagram down in the description mm-hmm. below. Follow Anytime Productions as well. Because you cross promote, right? In certain cases. Yes, yeah, so, like I work with um, Joe Rubenstein. Okay. Um, who was at the first Comic Fest and mm-hmm. um, hoping to do more events, probably not anytime soon, but outside of the Whittier Comic Fest too. Cool, awesome. So, so go follow. All the information will be in the description down below. Yeah. And check out our website, keepingupwiththenerds.com. All the up-to-date information. Check out our socials, Instagram, Facebook, X.com. Check out our YouTube channel, Keeping mm-hmm. Up With The Nerds. Uh, go subscribe, like the video. Let us know in the comments down below what you guys think of this issue. What do you guys mm-hmm. think of the Whittier Comic Fest if you've been attended or if you haven't or do you plan on attending mm-hmm. in the year 2024, June 8th? Mm-hmm. And if you guys are on the go, please go check out our uh, audio platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Podbean. I still want to say Google Podcast. It's yeah, dead. It's dead. It's dead. Yeah. Eric, you see the last bit right there in gray as well, yeah. right beneath it. You're gonna close out this uh, this issue as well. This is the last one, guys. Issue 181. We'll be seeing you in the year 2024. I know Nick wasn't here. We miss him. Yeah. Unfortunately, where was he? Stop asking questions. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> 
<laughs> He'll be back, issue 181. Yeah, he will. Yes, so he, we're going to kick off the new year with him. So uh, check that out. Thank you so much to all supporters who uh, continue to support us and to the new subscribers as well. Eric, take it away. This has been Keeping Up With The Nerds, issue number 180. My name is Eric. This is Brian. <laughs> Signing off from Undercity Comics. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. to follow us here and all other platforms and socials including youtube for the live version of the show thanks and we hope to see you all next time